At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. This is The Look Ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. Coming to you from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas, Scott Seidenberg here with you. It is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. 17 straight wins now for the Phoenix Suns as they beat the Golden State Warriors 104-96. They cover a three-point spread. The Warriors fall to 18-3. The Suns improve to 18-3. And yes, 17 straight wins for the Phoenix Suns. And you wonder, when is this streak going to end? Looking at their schedule, they play against the Pistons, and then the Warriors in San Francisco. This was a great matchup on Tuesday night. The Warriors had a lead. They blew the lead. Warriors got cold at the end, turned the basketball over a bunch, and then the Suns were able to hit a couple of key threes in the final four minutes to extend their lead and hold on for the win. They'll beat Detroit, but then that game at Golden State, On Friday night, that could be the streak stopper. And if they do not lose that game, well, then it's San Antonio, Boston at home, at the Clippers, Portland, Washington, Charlotte. At the Lakers could be a tough game on the 21st, but you're starting to get the sense that this Suns team that has won 17 straight games, that is off to an 18-3 start, could have a record of, I I don't know, 30 and 5, 
to start the season. Is that It's not that crazy to think that that could happen. What is crazy is to see the best team in the NBA right now is not your favorite to win the NBA title. They're not the second favorite. They're not the third favorite. They're not the fourth favorite. They're the fifth on the list to win the NBA title. Nets, Warriors, Lakers, Bucks, then the Phoenix Suns. What more do the Suns have to do to prove that they deserve some respect? And it should be reflected in the market. To win the Western Conference, the Suns are third behind the Warriors and the Lakers. The Suns this season beat the Lakers 115-105. And they have now beaten the Warriors 104-96. Why isn't this team the favorite to win the Western Conference? Why isn't this team the favorite to win the NBA title? Yes, the Warriors have gotten off to a great start as well. They just lost to to the Suns. I just look at this Suns team and the way that they're playing to start the season, this is a streak that you have to keep riding until it comes to a close. And uh, they are just continuing to get the job done. Maybe not so much against the spread, Because despite winning 17 straight games, the Phoenix Suns are only 12 and 9 against the spread. So they're 18 and 3 overall, 12 and 9 against the spread. The Warriors, after losing this game, still are an NBA best 15, 5, and 1 against the spread. So moving forward, do you keep betting the Suns on the money line? Or do you back them with the spread? They covered the spread here against the Warriors. Covered against the Brooklyn Nets. What are you going to do when they face the Lakers? Which will be December 21st. I think up next it's going to be obviously that matchup on Friday at the Warriors. But besides that, they don't have any other big marquee games. Okay, at home against Boston on the 10th, next Friday, could be a good game. They'll be favored in it. If they're underdogs at Golden State on Friday, how could you not bet them? How could you not bet this team as an underdog? This season, the Phoenix Suns, have been an underdog three times. They are 2-1 and one against the spread as an underdog. The only teams that have been an, a dog less than the Phoenix Suns, the Brooklyn Nets, who have only been a dog two times this season, and they are 1-1 one and one against the spread. Golden State has been an underdog now three times this season because they were a dog here in this game. They are 2-1 and one against the spread as a dog. If you get to that get to this Friday's game and let's assume, which you never want to do, but let's go ahead and assume 
that the Suns beat Detroit on Thursday. Yes, it'll be the second night of a back-to-back. Yes, it's the Golden State Warriors, and it's on their home court. But if the Warriors are favored, take the points with the Suns. (laughs) They're that good. They are playing some incredible basketball right now. Absolutely incredible basketball. And you know what's interesting is that none of their players are getting any love in the awards market either. Devin Booker's plus 4,000 to win the MVP. It's Steph, Durant, Giannis, Jokic, Luka, Joel Embiid, Jimmy Butler, Paul George, then Devin Booker. Uh, Devin Booker's averaging 23.9 points per game. Chris Paul is averaging 10.1 assists per game. DeAndre Ayton averaging 11.5 rebounds per game. This team getting contributions from a lot of different players. Landry Shamet with a big three-pointer against the Warriors in this game. Uh, I just would keep riding this thing. I wouldn't bet against the uh, Phoenix Suns moving forward. And it's time to maybe consider them in the future market. And maybe, okay, maybe you don't want to bet them for the NBA title. Maybe you just want to look at them for the conference. Warriors are at uh, Warriors are at plus three hundred. They're the favorite. Lakers are next at plus three eighty. Then the Phoenix Suns at plus four fifty. This team went to the finals last year. Can very easily get back there. Plus four fifty seems like great value for a team that uh, has won seventeen straight games and is off to just a better start than anybody right now in the NBA. Uh, speaking of championship odds, championship teams, we talked about it last night, and uh, it came, it came up, and I, I wanted to bet it and I didn't, and I almost talked myself into betting the other side, but I just stayed away completely, and I'm talking about the Duke Ohio State game, college basketball action, Duke. Coming off that win over Gonzaga in Vegas last weekend, beating the number one team in the nation, now you are newly crowned number one. I just felt it was a prime spot for a letdown. Combine the fact that you're playing at Ohio State where since Chris Holtman took over, they were, what, 40-12 and at home? And even though they're a little bit banged up, I just felt that with the crowd, with the I, the intensity of having the number one team in the nation in your building, nationally televised game, ACC, Big Ten Challenge, that Ohio State was the right play here. But I kept talking myself into Duke, kept talking myself into how good this Duke team is this year, how great Paolo Boncaro is, how... Um, you know, focused Mike Krzyzewski is going to have this team this season. And then watching the first half, I said, hey, good thing I laid off this game. Maybe I was kicking myself a little bit for not betting Duke. Double-digit lead at the half. And what happens in the second half? Duke goes cold. Ohio State rallies. 
and Ohio State upsets the number one college basketball team in the nation with a stunning 71-66 win, winning outright as a uh, three-point dog. They outscored Duke by 18 points in that second half. And likely next week, your new number one team is going to be Purdue. Purdue played against Florida State, and it's another one. I didn't bet any college basketball on Tuesday night, and I laid off. And I felt, hey, I really, really want to take Florida State plus the 11 points. You know, the history of them as an underdog, the athletics, the athleticism, and Purdue just rolled over them. 93-65 win for Purdue. They flex their muscle in a big way. And this team really uh, should start to garner a lot of attention. Now, they don't have a big game on their schedule coming up. They don't play a ranked opponent until January 3rd when they play Wisconsin. So it's not until they get into their conference schedule will they start to play some other ranked Big Ten teams, but... Frankly, I just look at the schedule, and I don't know when they're going to drop a game. It's interesting. These early big-time college basketball games can get you excited, but in the long run, they don't mean much when it comes to affecting any future odds. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You follow me on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. This is The Look Ahead here on v the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. 
Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com, or download the app today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back to this segment of The Look Ahead is brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, tip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zinn. So head on over to Zinn.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's Z-Y-N.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Uh, there was a very interesting comment made today by the college football playoff, um, I guess, a committee member. I got to find the, uh, the, the quote here. But it was uh, from, let's see, ah, Gary Barter, the chairman of the college football playoff committee spoke to ESPN on the college football playoff show, and uh, no surprise in the rankings. It's exactly what we thought it was going to be. Uh, With Georgia number one, Michigan number two, Alabama three, Cincinnati four, Oklahoma State at five, jumping over Notre Dame, who is at six. But uh, this is the quote from the college football playoff committee chair, Gary Barta. The committee is aware of all the coaching changes while we're going through the rankings. This week, it didn't apply. Once the championship games wrap up, our protocol does include the ability to consider a player or coach not being available. This is very interesting. Because should there be a loss, well, two losses, ahead of Notre Dame, there's a chance that they don't get in because of Brian Kelly leaving. Now, I thought that Notre Dame still had a great chance to get in as long as Alabama loses to Georgia, 
and another loss occurs. Preferably, you know, uh, let's say Iowa beats Michigan. Or Cincinnati loses to Houston. If two losses happen, Georgia gets in as number one. The higher remaining seed, whether it's Cincinnati or Michigan, gets in at number two. Oklahoma State winning the Big 12 gets in at number three. And then Notre Dame gets in at number four. Now, I'm starting to think that's not going to happen unless it plays out that way. I still don't believe the committee would put Alabama in at number four to have them face off against Georgia in a rematch in the semifinal. Now, they've been in the playoffs before together, and it could be a rematch in the championship game, but a rematch in the semifinal, I don't see that happening. There will be such backlash because we just saw that game happen. And Georgia would have beaten Alabama in the SEC championship game. Why do you need to see that game again? How is that fair to Georgia? They just beat them. Why should they have to beat them again? So as long as those two losses happen, whether it's, well, it has to be Georgia over Alabama, and then it has to be either Michigan or Cincinnati losing, then Notre Dame gets in. But if Oklahoma State is the team to lose, I would not, based on, again, what the committee has told us by saying they have the ability to consider a player or coach not being available for a team. Just based on hearing that, I think there's a chance that Notre Dame doesn't get in, even if there are two losses ahead of them. If one of those losses is Oklahoma State, because if Baylor beats Oklahoma State, Baylor as a Big 12 champion will make it to the college football playoff ahead of Notre Dame. I, I never considered it. I didn't think it was possible until now. Baylor would have a win over a then number eight Oklahoma and a now number five Oklahoma State. And the loss to Oklahoma State would avenge a loss from earlier this season when they lost to the the Cowboys in Stillwater. Two-loss Big 12 champ Baylor would go from number nine to number four if there are multiple losses in the top four. One loss already we know would be Oklahoma State, so that cancels it out. Alabama being another loss, and then let's say Cincinnati or Michigan loses. Baylor's in the playoff. Can Ohio State still get in? Imagine that. Imagine there is chaos, and the Buckeyes are chosen to get in ahead of Notre Dame. 
Both teams aren't playing. Both teams' resumes are finished. Notre Dame does not have a single good win on their schedule. They beat Wisconsin when Wisconsin was number 18. Where's Wisconsin now? Right? Where are they? They're an 8-4 and four team. They don't have one good win on their schedule. Ohio State, everyone knows who they are. Everyone knows the talent that they have. The win against Purdue, when Purdue, they did have three top 25 wins on their schedule. They lose to Michigan, bad game. The loss to Oregon still stings, but hey, Oregon winning the Pac-12, are they out of it? You know, Oregon is in the same spot as Baylor. Because Oregon would avenge the loss that they had earlier in the season, just like Baylor would avenge the loss. The reason why I don't think Oregon has a chance to climb all the way up in a chaotic scenario is because Utah is ranked 17th right now. Baylor's opponent is ranked 5th. So Baylor beating Oklahoma State would be enough to, I think, have them leapfrog Notre Dame. Baylor to win the college football playoff is at plus 20,000 right now. It's not going to happen. But taking a flyer out on that team, I mean, could you could you do any worse? Just, uh, I mean, think about it. A $25 bet wins $5,000. A $100 bet wins $20,000 if Baylor wins the national championship. And I don't think it's that crazy that they get into the playoff. It, it, it would be crazy. They would need, obviously, first up is a win over Oklahoma State. And then they would need Georgia to beat Alabama. And that, that might be enough to get them in. But they would absolutely be uh, very uh, happy if somebody else lost ahead of them. And whether that somebody else was Michigan losing to Iowa or if it was Cincinnati losing to Houston. Iowa, by the way, is plus 10,000 to win the national title. And I don't see any way that Iowa's getting in. Iowa's number 13 right now. You're not going to put Iowa in, although a win over number two Michigan would be huge. You're not jumping from 13 to 4. There's a lot of teams that you're going to have to leapfrog. I would put in an Ole Miss. I would put in an Ohio State over an, you know, I know you're saying Big Ten champ, right? But to jump from 13 to get into the top four, that's just crazy. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You can follow on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. We'll keep the future conversation going with our very own Dave Ross, who will join me next right here on The Look Ahead. On Beeson. Now, when you sign up for our $99 midseason football special, you'll also receive a $20 credit to the Beeson store. 
Get all of our expert sports betting analysis, insights, and data for the rest of the football season, plus $20 to buy VEASAN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry, this is a limited time offer, so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It is the look ahead on VEASAN, the sports betting network, joined now by our very own Dave Ross, host of the Green Zone on Sundays, betting across America on Saturdays. First Strike, our combat sports show here at VSIN. The man does it all, including uh, loves coming on the nightcap because nothing better than staying up. I do. Uh, The look ahead. I I said the nightcap. Loves coming on the look ahead, (laughs) not the nightcap. Because I'm just better than those guys. But <laughs> what's up, Dave? No question about it. That's great to be back on. Just got. I, I'm glad you had a great uh, Thanksgiving here. The parents are in town, so that's pretty cool. Sorry I missed you last week. I was home in Virginia Beach, but it was always great to see all the commotion in college football. And I was thinking of you when I got back for betting across America on Saturday. And you know what's the craziest thing, Scott? Nobody is talking about Michigan demolition of Ohio State because the coaching carousel which has captivated the, the kind of the, the college football landscape. And then, of course, you get the college football playoff rankings come out today, and we get the new rankings. But nobody really focused on the games. It's almost like they got lost in the holiday shuffle, and then with the chaos of the coaching carousel, it's bizarre to me that really we've already forgotten what happened just last weekend. You're, you're right. It is amazing because maybe we should be di- dissecting a little bit further about what we saw between Michigan and Ohio State. But I think what also happens, Dave, is that because that game was, for all intents and purposes, an elimination game, I think right. that it almost becomes an afterthought because it's like, okay, well, Michigan won, Ohio State's eliminated. It's over. Season's right. over. Now we have to put our attention on what's going to happen with Michigan here. Right, but when you see where Ohio State is ranked, and when you see them at six, and you may have some chaos again this weekend in the conference championship games. So I can't imagine that everything just holds the form, and we get the, the, the first four that we have right now, and we go on about our lives. I, I'm, I'm predicting more chaos because this has been the year of chaos in college football. And we know that we've never had a two-loss team make it to the college football playoff. I'll be very curious if Michigan somehow lays an egg against Iowa. Would the committee then, and you know, we'll figure out what happens with Alabama if they are a two-loss team, would Ohio State be back in play to be the first two-loss team to get into the college football playoff? We talked about this, you and I, throughout the season, about the Oregon uh, win at the shoe early in the year. But everybody would still take Ohio State as a two-loss team over Oregon. Would the same theory hold? Would Ohio State get it over Michigan if mass chaos happens? What I mean by that is Houston beats Cincinnati, okay? Georgia beats Alabama, so they're a two-loss team. So then all of a sudden, maybe you know Oklahoma State loses in the Big 12 championship to, to Baylor. So with, if those dominoes fall, we might have a situation where the committee is going to have to decide between two-loss Michigan and two-loss Ohio State, and what would the committee do then? Would you penalize Michigan for beating Ohio State to have to play another game? That wouldn't exactly seem fair to me, but again, the committee, you never know how that would go if we get complete chaos this weekend. Well, I think there's one thing that we have to consider is that in a chaotic scenario, Baylor is going to get into the playoff. Baylor so two lost- Baylor right. over it it would be, it would be Baylor over Ohio State because Baylor would be the Big 12 champion 
that just right. beat the number five team in the nation. So how could you take a team that didn't play for their conference title in Ohio State over a team that just won their conference championship and just beat the number five team in the nation? That's got to mean something. And so if you're looking at a, a total chaotic scenario, I think that number nine Baylor actually has a better shot than number seven Ohio State. Right. now, And again, in this chaos theory, right, that we're, that we're kind of proposing right here, so let's say Baylor pulls the upset, Iowa puts, pulls the upset, Alabama is a two-loss, Bama with some of those close losses like we saw in the Iron Bowl, okay? So would Baylor get one of those spots? That sounds logical. Obviously, Georgia's in. Well, where are the other two spots? If Cincinnati loses to Houston, I don't see any scenario that they get in. But would then Notre Dame? Notre Dame would have see, Now, Notre Dame would have to get in by default. But the reason why I actually am starting to get worried about Notre Dame is because of what the committee chair, Gary Barta, said today, which was yeah. that they would would consider the loss of Brian Kelly. And I'm, I'm obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but they would consider that. And, you know, I'm just looking at the odds here, Dave. You know, Notre Dame is at plus yeah. 2,500, whereas wow. Ohio State is at plus 10,000. Uh, you know, See, that's, uh, why, that's why it's, it's in, a chaos, in a mad chaos scenario. Would you take, if both teams are idle, and Notre Dame and Ohio State can't play any more games, right? If, if we get this chaos theory, do you really think the committee would take one loss Notre Dame whose best win was against, well, you tell me. Wisconsin. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's now their best win who didn't even represent the own half, their own half of the conference mm-hmm. in the title game. Okay, because Ohio State, really, their two biggest tests of the year, they, they came up small against Michigan and against Oregon. Okay. So that resume is not great, but but certainly Notre Dame's resume isn't that much better, if better at all. So now, one loss Notre Dame without Brian Kelly or two loss Ohio State as the idols that don't play yeah. this weekend would be a very interesting scenario. So I think it would be Ohio State then, based on what Gary Barta said here on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So taking Ohio State at plus 10,000 is not that crazy, especially considering, especially considering the talent that they have, Dave. Like once they're in – there's a chance that they can win, you know? Um, you know, there, there was a time when they were the second favorite to win this thing. So taking Absolutely them at plus 10,000 right. is not wild. But I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play devil's advocate here, and I'm going to go with your argument. What about uh, Oregon? Oregon, I, they would be a Pac-12 champion that avenged one of their losses from earlier in the season, and they would have a head-to-head win over Ohio State. So do you take Pac-12 champion Oregon or idle Ohio State? To me, you know how I feel about this. I think the games have to matter, right? And so if, if we're trying to be completely fair, and I do think that beating Utah the week after you just got smushed by them, if you somehow turn that around and flip the script in the Pac-12 title game, I do think that has some credence, and I do think that would have some weight. You know the committee wants to take division champs. Obviously, yes. Notre Dame not in a conference. So they're the one team that always kind of skirts this rule. But outside of that, they've never taken a two-loss team, and they certainly don't want to take a two-loss non-title game participant, which is what Ohio State would be in that scenario. I don't know how you could take Ohio State over Oregon in that scenario if Oregon is the Pac-12 title. So if we're rooting for chaos, which is the best long-shot play here? Oregon plus the 20,000? 
Baylor plus the 20,000, Ohio State plus the 10,000? Well, I would say the best chance would be Baylor because you have to remember not only just to get in to have the opportunity to cash that ticket, but who could then win a couple games? And I would definitely favor Baylor with similar odds to Oregon right now as a team with Dave Aranda and that defense. We've seen it, man. That, that is a legit not named Georgia defense that's really darn good, right up there with Oklahoma State. And we're going to find out how that, that tussle goes. And, again, that would be avenging a loss for Baylor as well. Yep. So I look at that and say, okay, Baylor avenges the loss to Okie State, a top-five team in the country right now. At those long odds, I think they have a better chance of winning two more games than Oregon would in the chaos scenario for one of those long shots to get in. Let's put in a little ticket on Baylor plus 20,000, then. Let's have some fun here, Dave. Uh, right. Speaking of long shots, uh, and, and I'm going to see if I can still find it because it's not on DraftKings anymore, but I want to put in a, I want Kenny Pickett to win the Heisman at 14 to 1. Right now, right now, there's no clear-cut Heisman winner. Now, he's on the ballot that was handed out, right? So Kenny Pickett is on the ballot, and I think it was at 20 to 1 last time I saw it. The votes have to be in by Monday. So these games will determine who wins the Heisman Trophy. And against a Wake Forest defense, this dude could have 500 yards and five touchdowns. He could. And, you know, it's, it's funny. I was talking about that with Wes Reynolds today on the Lombardi line. And I said, you know, what about a flyer at 14-1 to 1 here? And the Wake Forest win, if they win the ACC championship, and they do it and he throws, you know, goes out there and throws. He's got to throw for like 550 and, you know, six touchdowns. He's got to have a ridiculous day, which he certainly could do against a bad Wake Forest defense. But while I like the flyer play, I just look at Bryce Young and, you know, catapulting again. Remember, C.J. Stroud had this thing won a week ago before the Michigan game. And then, you know, I kept saying, wait, wait, wait. Did, did people watch what Bryce Young just did against Arkansas? He looked great. Well, then he looked really bad for three quarters against Auburn, but then he kind of has a signature comeback scenario there. I don't know how much the voters with a Kenny Pickett massive performance, which is what he'd have to have, against a team that nobody truly respects, mm. at least defensively in Wake Forest, I don't know if that's going to do it. If Bryce Young can go out there uh, against the best defense in the country yeah. and put up decent numbers, even in a loss, I think he's going to get it. That's the fair point. He's Dave Ross. I'm Scott Sandberg. It's The Look Ahead here on VEASAN. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. For a sports betting discussion around your local team, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are city casts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, LA, and now New York. Subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcasts. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It's the look ahead here on VCND Sports Betting Network, rejoined now by our very own Dave Ross, host of betting across America on Saturdays, the Green Zone on Sundays for Strike, our combat sports show as well. We talked about the college football futures market. Let's get into the NFL futures market, Dave. And I'm going to start with Coach of the Year because I was talking to Jason Weingarten yesterday, and he brought up a really good one that I think makes complete sense. And it's Zach Taylor, the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals. If this team wins their division... How is Zach Taylor not the coach of the year? Well, it's a great question, but you have to remember how kind of public perception goes into these awards, right? Voted on awards by, uh, by pro football writers. So Zach Taylor was not a good coach. That's what we were all told and too young and, and really isn't ready. Brandon Staley was the ordained guy. He was the genius after week three. He was the guy that's going to win rookie of the year because he said, go for it in Kansas city. And they beat Pat Mahomes. And when everybody thought that was just the greatest accomplishment ever, as the season unfolds, that Taylor's done a nice job. Now they had their bumps in the row and they're probably going to have more bumps in the road still ahead. Cause it's tough to win for the first time, but, but it's a great point. I mean, when you look at what Marvin Lewis did there for basically a decade and a half, and he never won a playoff game. Now he won division titles. If Zach Taylor can already accomplish that, and doing it with a, a second-year quarterback uh, who they went with the number one pick with, it looks like they hit a home run there, okay? If they can do that and play good enough defense, yeah. I mean, Jamar Chase, he's not going to win rookie of the year because of what's happening in New England. But 
for a long time early in the year, he was the rookie of the year. And Joe Burrow, if he doesn't blow out his knee last year, he's going to be rookie of the year. So you look at those things and you say, he's got talent. And now he's showing why he got that job when he left L.A. as an offensive guru. So all of a sudden, that offense looks like it's in place. Yeah, I think you can make a strong case there. But I'm going to tell you, if the New England Patriots win the East, they're going to give it to Belichick. They're just going to. Because nobody saw the Buffalo Bills being where they are. And if they beat them on Monday night, which, by the way, I don't think they're going to do. But if the Patriots win that game on Monday night and essentially get that, what, game-and-a-half lead uh, over, the, over the Buffalo Bills, boy, it's going to be really hard to change that public perception and the voters' perception that Bill Belichick, with a true rookie quarterback, not a second-year guy like Joe Burrow, has done more with less after the wreckage of 2020 to come out of that fire. Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl first year away from Belichick and then goes right back to winning the AFC East. As great a job as Zach Taylor's done, if they both are division champs, I think the voters are going to give it to Belichick. Yeah, and I like that as well. And I talked about Belichick when he was plus 1,200 a couple of weeks ago. Because right. I've been on this, uh, I've been on this you know, New England train for a while now. I think they will. Uh, win this division and, you know, at the very worst, split these games with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, and, and, you know, imagine the storylines, right? Everyone wondering oh, if Brady and Belichick can win without each other. Brady does it in year one and Belichick does it in year two. Well, could you just keep going down that rabbit hole. Could you imagine if we got a New England-Tampa Bay Super Bowl? I mean, seriously, Twitter. <laughs> would you just you couldn't even imagine that those narratives for two weeks. It would be absolutely astounding. But i got to be honest with you. I was one of those Brady over Belichick guys, if you had to pick chicken or the egg theory, right? Yep. And then I was like, all right, it's, it's, it's done. I, I won my argument. Brady won the Super Bowl. Well, now Belichick kind of has brought that conversation back to the forefront. Now, I'm not saying the Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl, but how can you not be super impressed with what he's done with a true rookie and really, you know he's a defensive genius. We've all known that for decades, right? But this offense just doesn't make mistakes. And if the Bills keep making mistakes on Monday night, you're right. They're going to at least split. Because right now, the Patriots just don't beat themselves. So you've got to go beat them. That's going to be really tough for teams in the AFC to do come playoff time, especially if the Patriots win the division and at least have one playoff game at home in Foxborough. Let me give you my long shot play for offensive player of the year. Plus 2,500, Austin Eckler. Eckler's got seven receiving touchdowns this year, seven rushing touchdowns this year. There's a chance he finishes the year, because he's got, what, six games left, right? That he finishes with double-digit rushing touchdowns, double-digit receiving touchdowns, 1,000 rushing yards, and maybe like 800 receiving yards. How does he not win the award? Oh, he has to. I mean, it's like doing what you know Christian McCaffrey was doing before he got hurt a couple of years ago. When you look at the numbers, and they're just staggering. Uh, even like McCaffrey when he didn't win the Heisman at Stanford. You look at his numbers, they were just sick, right? You don't see that from a running back. He's basically a wide receiver and a running back all wrapped up in one. The only problem with that scenario is what has happened to the rest of the offense. It is Austin Eckler. And, you know, Justin Herbert, I, you know, I mentioned this with Wes on the Green Zone on Sunday. I said, I, I don't want to say it's a second-year slump. Because the way he started off year number two, you went, wow, this is exactly, he's just picking up the pace, even though they have a new coach. And now you watch, he's got like the shortest uh, average depth of target in the NFL. It's about seven yards. He's not taking any shots, Scotty. Like, he's scared. I don't, I'm not saying he's scared. But the offense, for whatever reason, is not taking deep shots. 
Mm-hmm. Maybe that's Austin Eckler. They want to keep make sure that they give it to give it to the best playmaker. And right now, that is Austin Eckler. But if they don't stretch out defenses at some point. I got to start thinking you put another man in the box to slow down Austin Eckler because Justin Herbert is not doing it down the field. We think of the Chargers as a big play offense. It's not. It's really it's just stalled completely in like the last five six weeks. Ever since that Baltimore disaster, where, where social media Brandon, uh, you know, said Brandon Staley's the next coming of. Of, of whomever is the greatest young head coach in the league. So they got to figure something out because offensively, their only identity is Austin Eckler. And at some point, defense is going to see exactly what you're seeing, and they're going to try to take 30 away. And if they do that right now, I don't know that Justin Herbert can beat them. And if this is a non-playoff team, even if his numbers are spectacular, it'll be tough to win that award. So you don't think they're going to make the playoffs? The way that they're trending right now, Scott, it is, to me, I'm stunned by the regression of this team. I really thought after that Chiefs win, like, okay, wow, this is a this is the swashbuckling team. Look, the Raiders have played better with all the the, the tumult they've had. Yeah, uh, you know, both in in and out of the than the Chargers have, and that's saying something. I mean, there are no excuses for this Charger team to be where they are, and and for them to be looking up or at least on on uh, you know level playing field as the Raiders and the Broncos, to me, is kind of a slap in the face to Brandon Staley. He's got to figure this out. I know he's a first-year guy. I know this is all new to him. But he's got too much talent with Herbert and with Eckler to start off. And then, you know, Mike Williams is. They, they've got, like Keenan Allen, they've got ability offensively. It's not really the defense. It is the offense right now. They don't sustain drives, and they leave their defense on the field way too long. Look, I like the Washington football team this week coming here to, to Las Vegas. You know why? They have an identity. That's what the Chargers should be. The, the, the Washington football team stays, their offense stays on the field. They got the ball against the Buccaneers, the Buccaneers, in that defense, and ran nine minutes off the clock to run out the game. They almost did the same thing if they had a field goal kicker Monday night against Seattle. They don't beat themselves. And right now, the Chargers can't do that. And until they can do that, it's the same drives. The numbers for Eckler are really good, but to a team, yeah, it's a non-playoff team to me with the way that they're just coming up small offensively. You mentioned Washington. I actually like them at plus 1,200 to win the NFC East. They're wow. in control of their own path. They play the Cowboys twice. They play the Eagles twice. If they win those four games, they're winning this division. So, And then the other two games are against the Raiders and the Giants, two very winnable games. So the, yes. they're the only team in that division that's in control of their ability to win, and I like what I've seen from them. I like what I've seen from Heineke the past couple of weeks. I do, too. I had Rick Doc Walker on the Lombardi line today. Of course, won a Super Bowl in Washington with Joe Theismann back in the day, UCL Bruin, uh, tight end. And, and Doc said to me, he goes, look, they start talking playoffs around here, they're going to lose their edge. He goes, but if Ron Rivera keeps them grounded, which is where they will be, because he's like, they haven't won anything yet. But they are learning right now, and the defense has gotten better without Chase Young, which is saying something right there. And it's like he said, there were a lot of guys on defense that are playing hero ball. They're not doing that anymore. They know their responsibilities. It's not a dynamic team. Taylor Heineke is not Brett Favre, as much as I love Taylor Heineke. He has limitations, but he's smart enough to know what his limitations are. They run the ball. They beat you up offensively and defensively with a, with a good offensive line and a really good defensive line. Finally, that defense is rounding into what we thought it was going to be at the beginning of the year. You're right. As a Cowboy fan, that's the team I'm worried about in the NFC, not the Eagles and certainly not the Giants. How about them Cowboys? How about them Dave Ross? Hey, Dave, thanks so much for the conversation. Always love chatting with you. I'll talk to you on Saturday, brother. 
You got it, man. Thanks, Dad. There he is. Dave Ross hosts the Betting Across America on Saturdays, the Green Zone on Sundays, and he also hosts uh, First Strike, our combat sports show here at VEASAN. Follow him on Twitter at DR uh, Sports. And, you know, I, I do really think that Washington has a chance. Let's say, you know, they beat the Raiders on Sunday, and now they're 6-6. Six and six. What happens if the Cowboys lose on Thursday? Talk about the COVID situation coming up next. This is The Look Ahead here on VEASAN. This is VEASAN, the sports betting network. The VEASAN experts live and breathe sports betting, and we've assembled the best team here in Vegas, the gambling capital of the world. Our unique approach helps you learn how to become a better handicapper. We go beyond picks and predictions to discuss the numbers and announce 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 the numbers and At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.